medicine will save your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Medicine won't make you healthy. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking at it's not it's a treatment, not a cure. Exactly. It's it's treating the symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's not treating the root cause. But when I first talked about it, they're like, that's the most LA concept in the world. It is. When I talked about it 12 years ago, people thought I was crazy. Really? You know, they were like social wellness, alternative yeah. medicine, self-care. They're like, you're just building a spa. I'm like, it's not a spa. And no right. no one got it. We were creating a new path in this industry, and people are looking at us to continually innovate. Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of 8020. My name's Georgia Sinclair, and this is Janina Shaikh. And we are back with you for season two at the beautiful Spring Place in Beverly Hills. And a bit of a coincidence, today we have Jonathan Leary from Remedy Place, which is a little different to Spring Place, right? Yeah, a little different. You know, we're we're a social wellness club. Okay. So it's just self-care made social. I think here people really come to work and, you know, this is the food and beverage. For us, we're just trying to change the narrative on how people socialize and how to do it in a healthy way. Okay, so then we so just need ice baths here. And just all need this. ice bath classes and we'll be good to go. I mean, oh. that sounds great right now. For me, guys, it would be so great. I am not feeling my best at all. I, yeah, you've been sick. I've been really sick. So I'm actually so glad you're here so I can pick your brain about maybe what I <laughs> need to things. do yeah. to feel my best and get better. And also coming into the new year, like what is maybe like some health tips for people coming into the new year, like to get the to become their best selves. So, yeah. yeah, but I'm not feeling my best. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we, can, we can remedy that tonight, you yes. know, later today when you finish filming. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm like, probably like I have a bit of like a stomach bug. So I'm like, just, I think right now for my gut, I think the best option for me is like a cleanse. Yeah. Well, I, we I feel to, like you've well, been can, cleansing well, for yeah, like four days I would now. say we need to get some nutrients in your body. <laughs> yes. After what you just told me, like we need to get, is you it know. good to do like an ice bath after like having like something like traumatic, like a like, like your body? Bath? If it's already too stressed, sometimes we don't want to push it over the edge. Like, mm. but there's always a healthy balance, right? We just want to push the limits, and I would need to know a little bit about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we can dive into that if you want. Yeah, we'll do it later. Okay. I want to talk about you today. Okay. <laughs> so just to wind it back to the start of the conversation, I have to apologize. It's actually Dr. Jonathan Leary, but Jonathan and I are friends. So I was like, yeah, my friend John's here. Um, so you're a doctor. Yes. So that's how you started out before you founded Remedy Place. Yeah. I mean, my original, I started working on Remedy Place in 2012. Wow. Mm. And I just, you know, I was doing through all my pre-med, you're working in hospitals, you're volunteering, and that work environment was not ideal for me. So the original concept of Remedy was really just to create a beautiful practice and make it more of a lounge setting. And then it evolved over the years, and instead of being able to open it when I graduated, because I wasn't financially there yet, and I couldn't get a business loan, no matter how good my business plan was, I went into practice for five years. And I got to do five extra years of my own clinical evidence and market research and really listening to patients, you know, like what worked, what didn't work, what were they willing to do, what were they not willing to do, mm. what were their common lifestyle habits, and I just kept updating the business plan. Wow. And then five years later, I was able to th- open the first club, and that was about four and a half, well, a little over four years ago. Amazing. It's- so the first club was LA, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We're in beautiful LA right now. Yeah. Good, um, good place to start. Yeah. yeah. And you exactly. know what's crazy is like people when I first talked about it. They're like, that's the most LA concept in the world. It is. When I talked about it 12 years ago, people thought I was crazy. Really? You know, they were like social wellness, alternative yeah. medicine, self-care. They're like, you're just building a spa. I'm like, it's not a spa. And no, no. no one got it. Why do you think that no one got it? Like, why did they didn't understand it? Because like, it doesn't exist in the yeah. space. Yeah. You know, like a social wellness club, like we trademarked and created that. There was no such thing as a social wellness club. Yeah. And I think what was interesting is like everyone always correlated with a spa 
and we're not a spa. We yeah. don't do beauty, we don't do massage, we don't do facials, mani-pedis. I just wanted to change the narrative of how to take care of yourself on a regular basis mm-hmm. and do it so it's a new way to socialize because in my practice, in order to fix the root cause of whatever is going on, my patients or anyone has to make lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. So in those five years, the biggest complaint that I heard was, hey, I've never felt this good. My problem's gone away. I'm not having any flare-ups. I'm not in pain. My mm-hmm. gut issues are gone. Mental health's great. But this lifestyle is really isolating. They're like everything that you do when you socialize is filled with temptation or toxins. Yes. So like, like alcohol. you know, a while ago, it was like people made fun of you for not drinking. Now it's becoming kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but that was, I was like, why is it that everything we do when we socialize is bad? Yeah. Mm. And that's where the social side to remedy really came in. So like everything that we offer at Remedy, we call them experiences instead of treatments. Mm. You can do by yourself if you want, but we would rather you do with others, yeah. but as a substitute in how you socialize. Sounds where you way bring more a, fun. Yeah, where you bring a date, where you have a meeting, where you have your birthday, what you're doing yeah. instead of a Sunday brunch, put on a full event. Wait, people have dates at Remedy Place? That's the number one social thing. Stop. Stop. Yeah. They have dates oh my God. at Remedy Place? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It is. It is legitimately the best date. And then be yourself because I think with like when we go on dates the idea is like okay having dinner yeah drink yeah yeah and then you just don't know what it leads to but then going into something that's like about wellness and I mean, feeling think- your best and getting the connection would be much stronger I feel yeah yes I mean think of how crazy it is that it's like we think when we go on a first date we're nervous we, we need to loosen up people have a drink I'm like you're drinking a dissociative and a depressant mm-hmm. and then you're drinking more and more the whole entire time and then you think you have a connection, it's great. Then you figure out like Maybe it's it not. wasn't. You were just but drunk. I'm like, you're giving yourself false hope. <laughs> like you're numb yeah. and you're also not your best self. So like to even test the connection, mm-hmm. you, the more clear and the more that you are yourself and the more that like your specific aura, right? And like in a scientific way, that's the real test to know if there is a connection. Mm-hmm. And if you want to strengthen a connection that's already there, the healthier you are, the more successful that relationship is going to be. Yeah, I, well, for me, I'm a bit of a, I'm quite shy. So if I feel like if I went on a date or did go on a date or whatever, like a work setting, having a drink just makes me relax more, forget about things. But maybe that's something mentally that I need to work on outside of why I need to like have a drink to feel my best. Well, think that's what we were trained to do. Stressful day, have a drink, like celebrate. There's so many emotions that have been like drilled into our brain that we've watched environmentally of like why we drink, how we drink, mm. like even to celebrate we drink. Yes. But it's like, it's something that is so toxic, right? Yeah. And it's like, we pay to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we have mental health problems. Yes. What are you some know? healthier alternatives to drinking alcohol to relax? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean, a sauna, a date night, like doing a breathwork ice bath class and jumping in, in a sauna and having that sweet, mm-hmm. that de-stresses the body you feel so good. You get this rush of dopamine. Endorphins are high. Like Mm -hmm. you are legitimately high. I love saunas. Is it true that it reverses aging, even that takes like longevity for your life as well? Yeah. You know what's interesting is like, I don't believe in the word anti-aging. Okay. Like if we could reverse aging, we wouldn't die. Mm. We can reverse damage. And I think we can get healthier. But I like to say, like, the goal is to actively age. You want to feel and look better as we get older. Mm-hmm. Agree. Right? Like, yeah. we can always recover, hopefully. You know, there's always a certain amount of damage that we can reverse. But that's not, you're not reversing your age. Like, even, like, when we look at telomere testing and, like, you're actually looking at the DNA to, like, quantify how mm-hmm. old we are. 
it still doesn't matter because you're never going to be able to fully re reverse it and be younger. Yes. You know, like, yes, your DNA can show certain statistics to look younger because yes. you're healthier. Mm-hmm. So you don't believe in anti-aging. Everyone's going to age. Yeah. No, but we're going to actively age. We're going to actively I age. I feel like life, all we're doing is life is enduring mm -hmm. stress and we yeah. need to get better at handling stress. I agree. And counteracting it. Stress does so much to our bodies in so many ways. I feel like it, it does a lot of damage to our mental health in so many ways. I think yeah. for me, um, I was dealing with like postpartum depression. Travel does a lot of, do you think yeah. travel does a lot of damage Travel's, and stress on your body? Your body's not made to be in the air traveling that fast, that high. You know, like, yeah. oh God, I'm screwed then. No, it's a lot, it's a lot <laughs> on the body. Yeah. You know, like people don't teach you the things like, even like science shows that all of your organs are expanding. You lose, lose up to a liter and a half of water every wow. three hours in the air. So we're wow. severely dehydrated. People obviously, there's a reason why you don't go to the bathroom, why you feel stiff. All of those things are a consequence of being dehydrated. And it's, people don't think about it. Instead, they're drinking alcohol or coffee, which are diuretics when they're already dehydrated. Guilty. And then, no, but they, <laughs> yeah, and then we expect yeah. a different outcome. It's like, of course you feel like shit. And of course you, you know, you have jet lag. I'm tired. But you need to be given the tools of like, how do I, if I have to travel, like same, like I'm on a plane all the time. Yep. I was going to say, what, what like, are your I feel tools? like you're bouncing everywhere. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just about one consistency. You want to make sure to drink a lot of water before on the flight and after. Mm. Hydration is the most important. Okay. Also being stagnant and just being seated the whole time, you need to get up and move as much as possible. I don't eat on flights because but you I don't, you can't digest food on flights. I love laying down. Yeah. <laughs> I love just like well, being a mom. I'm like, this is my time. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have a nice glass of Shiraz and lay down. No, but then, then you deal with the consequences. It's like, yeah. it's like okay, yeah. if I'm not willing to make the changes on the flight, when you land, mm -hmm. what are you willing to do? I you know, see. you need to get moving, chug the water and chug the water before, even on the flight, even while you're laying down. But you really want to balance like how good do I want to feel? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? Mm. And if the compromise isn't there, just know that, you know, there's going to be side effects. Right. There'll be consequences for yeah. your lack of. Yeah. And I think that's the end of the day. Like that's everyone in their health, right? Like mm. a lot of people aren't willing to take the actions. Like being healthy is hard work and life is getting harder and harder. And we're not training the body and the mind and the systems how to not even not, not only to not how to handle the stress, also how to counteract it it's like we just stop doing things and like it's just do less do less do less and it's like no you need to train your body to be able to, to do these things mm -hmm. instead of stopping so that's interesting that you just said that being healthy is hard work yeah but i mean you're probably the healthiest person of it i've ever seen and <laughs> you work 100 hours a week plus in your business i read today yeah. so how do you actually achieve that balance between work and socializing and looking after yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think health is rooted in every aspect of success. And I think when people say they don't have time, it's an excuse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like I work legitimately seven days a week all the time, but I love my work. Like yeah. it's fun yeah. for me. I'm building my dream and I'm having so much fun along the way. But I realize, like if I'm not the healthiest version of myself, I won't be as successful. And people say like, you're gonna burn out, you're gonna do this. I'm like, mm. I instead of worrying about burning out, I just need to be worrying about being healthier. So I've really fully analyzed every aspect of my life, you know, from like my relationships to my communities, to like conventional health, to like my own personal development, professional development, my environments. 
I mean, it goes on and on. And I analyze those things. And it's like, how can I make each one of those things healthier? Mm. And then what I do is I have like daily audits, weekly audits. I was going to say, it sounds like an audit. Then, uh, then I basically rechange my program every quarter. Wow. And I've just found like, that's the only way that I will succeed because I'm not slowing down. How do you audit yeah. your daily and weekly health practice? It's just questions. So like I oh, have wow. like documented questions for each one and there's like specific ones short form for the daily weekly recaps monthly is really looking at like a little bit more deep dive into my data and my wearables because now you can track everything what so wearables like, do you use i mean i have a lot now i'm trying to like minimize but i i love whoop whoop's a great one i never what is take whoop? What's, yeah. i never take it off okay um this, oh, this like measures everything from oh, my wow. sleep my stress my my working out my recovery like everything my okay. bed also has like it has all my biometrics so it knows how i sleep and then it will also regulate my body temperature to oh my maximize God. my sleep. I thought I had a crazy bed because yeah, my- she's got like a disco of a bed. <laughs> my bed has fat <laughs> disco of a bed. <laughs> my bed has fans inside it and vibrates. It's like a bath. Is that not a disco of a bed? <laughs> no, but it, it, they're fans. Like, what if your body's not meant to be cool, or if it's too cold? Mm -hmm. Like, you do want True. your body temperature to drop to yeah. fall asleep and stay asleep. But this bed actually regulates. It's called Eight Sleep. Wow. So it'll actually, learn your body and then figure out the perfect temp at the perfect time and how it changes overnight. So like you wanna get into a colder bed or a colder room. So it's scientifically proven that you need to drop the body temp. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you drop it one degree Celsius, you'll have so much success. And then like in the morning, instead of me having an alarm, I just have it rapidly warm up and vibrate. Oh, like that's so like, amazing. Like a baby. Yeah, like so a it's, little it's a soothing way. And that's, that's where I'm di like diving into like my environment. It's like, wow. what am I in contact with? How am I improving it? And then all of those things being fine-tuned over and over again, just like your body's your number one asset. You don't even know how it works. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how are you supposed to take care of something that you don't know how to work? That doesn't work. Yes. So yeah. like for me, it's like now with the tools that I have and with the data I have and how I feel and my success, there's all these measurable touch points that I can track why am I successful. Wow. And I, it really is crazy because when I moved to New York a year and a half ago, same routine, same run of self-care, same nutrition, same sleep, everything was normal. But obviously it was like a big shift to move mm. to a different city. And I took it lightly and I looked at my blood works, so I get it done every six months. Mm -hmm. And I had so many imbalances, like all, so many deficiencies, my hormones were off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I started like really being lethargic for the first time ever. And then I realized I'm like, oh wow, like there's a lot of things as, like you said, as someone that's super healthy, like. My health is my number one priority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I take yeah, care glowing. of myself. No, like I just, yeah, no, you it's have like, amazing skin. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you're glowing, amazing oh, skin. Yeah. Thanks. Just admiring but, you. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? It's like everyone said, like, I'm so healthy, but mm -hmm. I was having problems. And I think we we measure people's health by how they look. That's not true. Like I could mm -hmm. be working with a Victoria's Secret model or a professional athlete. And just because you look like a human specimen doesn't mean that you're healthy on the inside. Mm, it's true. And like it takes a long time for the damage on the inside to show externally. You also don't know what people are dealing with mentally. And that has a lot of damage. 100%. Like, mm. like, again, I'm going back to last year. It's like, everyone's like, you look great and you're glowing. And, you know, after the baby. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm dying inside, yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going through a, a really great time right now. And were now. you able to talk about it? Um, I was able to talk about it. I went to a therapist, but... I didn't think it was beneficial for me. Okay. Um, I kind of actually didn't talk about it much. 
I think I came here on the podcast and this was the first time I like where Georgia supported me a lot and was like, let's talk about this. And it was important for me to wow. talk about it. And I think that's the therapy as well to, you know, treatment, I guess, in some way of dealing with mental health is having the conversations and connections and talking to people and having the support yeah. um, around you. But um, And I think like the big thing there is like, I think when we think therapy, it's, it is only about the communication, which is mm. a huge outlet. But what we're missing is then the mental training. Like how yeah. are we making our minds and our, our mental health more resilient? So it's like being vulnerable and letting it out is half of it. Mm -hmm. The other half is like, how are we training our mind to have the right outlook, how to be me mentally strong and really just to like grow. You know, mm -hmm. like if we go to the gym to be strong, yes. we need resistance with weight to grow and be stronger. Mm -hmm. Same thing with mental health. I think in the current state of the world, it's really about doing less and stopping, stopping, stopping. But it's that the thing is, is you can't just stop. Mm. Yeah. Like what we need to do is learn how to handle things healthier and also how to be more mentally strong in these situations. And yep. strong and hard things are what makes us strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you look at your biggest areas of growth in life, it's yeah. usually always after the biggest struggles in your life. Do you think that was like attached to you with like you creating Remedy Place? Because of like your early life, because you were saying before, didn't have like the financial support yeah. to begin Mine Remedy Place. way earlier. You know, I oh. think I don't really talk about this a lot, but mm. I had a really hard time coming out. And I grew up in Rhode Island. I was never exposed to anyone that I could look up to or under, like I thought I could never get married. I thought I could never have kids. And I think I got to a really dark place. And I think what the interesting part was, I had like my, eventually it was either like, am I accepting who I am or, or am I not? Mm -hmm. And when I got to that point, I had to force myself to love myself, but also learn who I was without, without the input of the environment. Like without I think judgment. most, yeah, most people, like we are a product of our environment. We see what our parents do. We see what the community around us does. So that's what we become. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have that and I had no one to look out to, I had to look in and I think because I was like, that was such a big struggle and being a teenager, and I didn't come out till I was 25. Yeah, but wow. Figuring out, but figuring out who you are and how to love yourself, I don't think people in life are ever pushed to it, a level where they actually have to, like they're forced to figure out who they are yep. or mm. forced to love themselves. And ever since I've come out, my life has drastically taken off. And I think the more that I've leaned into like learning how to love myself and what makes me unique and being healthier, like it's exponential. And I just feel like I've been in a flow state ever since. And that's where my whole life changed. Yeah. I think that's what they say when they say, you know, everything comes together when you live your life with authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's so important. And it's like, as your doctor, I'm like, is your doctor the healthiest person you know? I say it all the time. I'm like, if I'm going to give you health advice and I don't do that, yeah. how are we going to have an authentic relationship? Exactly. Right. Like, I Why need, would I listen yeah, to you? Like, <laughs> but think of like most health experts aren't the healthiest. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And I think it's like, for me, I need to lead by example. I need to practice what I preach. And for me, human connection and relationships and community are so important. And if you're not authentic, yep. it will never work. I admire you so much because it takes a lot of strength for someone to look inwards and yeah. say, like, I got to love myself because usually, you know, and it's um, why I'm saying that it's like the environment around you wasn't allowing you to do that. So it's like yeah. you push yourself to be like, I got to look, you know, I got to work on myself and be yeah. my best when sometimes other people's outlets is like my environment is so bad and then they 
you know, go to other sources like drugs, alcohol yeah. or being depression. It's and easier it's easier to be numb. It's easy to be numb mm. and like to block out the noise and the hurt. And so that's, I admire you for that because it takes a, l- a lot of strength to do that. Yeah, at the time, like I, all I did that whole entire time was just think of like how much it sucks and how depressed and sad. Yeah. But now I look back, I'm like, if I didn't go through that, I would not be who I am today. Always. And I'm mm-hmm. so great. Like I look at challenges, anything that is a struggle, or like whenever I'm uncomfortable, I'm like, I lean into it so much. I'm like, this is just me growing. It's growth. I yeah. love that. And yep. I want yeah. to do so much in this world. And I really want Remedy Place to, to help so many, so many people. And I think it really is a chance. And it all comes down to like leaning in to challenge. And I think I always say that you know, change happens when you're better than your environment. So my goal is to be ever changing and ever growing and to be constantly uncomfortable and also love that I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you about, you said before about mental training and yeah. how important it is. How do you train yourself mentally? Yeah, I think it's really about leaning into the struggles and the challenges right. instead of hiding away right. or running away. I think even when I'm talking to friends, I'm like, what makes you uncomfortable? Or like, when we start talking about why they are have anxiety or why they're depressed, usually they just stop doing those things or mm. they isolate themselves more and more. And isolating yourself is never the answer. Right. Yes. I feel like I'm so guilty of that, especially with the pandemic. Because yeah. like we were all locked inside. And then I don't know about you guys, but I got so comfortable. I think I became a little bit agoraphobic. Like honestly, <laughs> I was in my place and then all of a sudden, you know, masks are off, we're allowed to go outside again. And I'm like, eh. I mean, I could just order Postmates or, you know, Instacart or whatever it is. And I like we did not need to leave our houses anymore. Yeah. And I got to a point where I feel like I didn't because I was like, well, I'm inside. I'm safe. I don't have to deal with any challenges or anything like yeah. that. But, you know, when I started to get back out there into the real world and sort of when it, when it dawned on me what I was doing, I, I think I had lost some mental strength. Like yeah. I don't think I could deal with stuff as well as I could before. Mm-hmm. Well, think of the whole world right now. Like the biggest problem is mental health. Yeah. Yes. And what did we just do to the world? We isolated that. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. people really don't feel like they connect with others and they don't feel like they have support or real communities. I think I, I forgot who I was listening to and it was like back in the day we were looking at like our parents, right? They probably had their religion so they'd have like their church. Then they would have their work, that's another community. Then they would have, you know, like their neighbors and they would actually talk to their neighbors, hang out with the neighbors. And then they might have a bowling league. Like we had so many different communities. Mm. And now in today's time, people think that their work should be their passion, their support, their friends, everything. Mm. And then yeah, it's they like go- It's like the hustle mentality, isn't it? Like yeah. it's almost the- embarrassing not to work yourself into the ground. But no, but I'm talking mm. more about the expectations that right. like, you can never have one person or one thing fill all the things in your life to make you complete. Like I think you make yourself complete, but how you grow and expand is by having different communities to have different things. Like you have certain friends that make you happy. You might have different friends that give you support. Yeah. You might have something in your routine that you're like, I love my Sunday yoga because it's I have that community. It's something different. Mm. And for me, like part of my program that I was telling you about, like this framework is to make sure I have five different communities in each city. And it's something like what I classify as a community, it can be one person or group, but it's something that I do at least once a week. So not to just be influenced by one person or one group. I think the other part is people usually stick to their bubble and you're influenced by that bubble. You become Mm -hmm. the attributes of that bubble. 
And I don't want to be a product of one environment. I want to be a product of a lot of environments. So for me, it's like, how am I being influenced by the people and the communities? And I think that's one of the strongest things we can do for our mental health is finding that. And if you don't, if you don't have one, you create one. Mm -hmm. You can create your dinner parties and have people over. You can create someone that you're like, every Sunday we're gonna go for a walk. I mean, it doesn't matter what you have access to or what you do, but instead of waiting for people to invite you or mm. waiting like, I don't have people, be proactive, yes. go find somebody. You know, there's a lot of people that are lonely and if you can't find a community, you create that community. And I think just as it, as it happens, like it's okay to start with one, but try to create more. Cause like I said, it's so important. Like you want really amazing people around you. Yes. Cause that's what brings out more sides of you that helps you grow and that environment, not only that's the so people, cute. but then also the actual environments, mm -hmm. you know, like where you work, where, what your home looks like, all of these things like need to be taken into consideration. So that's another part of the program is like, how is every single environment that I'm in designed to heal? Mm. And what, what value is added by that environment in my life? And then also reciprocating, how am I adding value to that community or, or that environment? Because yeah. it has to be an even exchange of energy yeah. to make it grow. I yeah. agree. That's so interesting what you said before about, um, I'd never thought of it that way because Shanina and I are obviously joined at the hip. There's pretty much nothing that we don't do together. I'm going to do some auditing. Yeah. <laughs> Shanina, you're on my audit today. I'm on my audit list. That's actually, I want to go back to that in a second yeah. ask you a question about that. It was interesting, but go um, ahead. But yeah, like I, I kind of, you do get, caught in a little bubble with your favorite people don't yeah. you or your favorite person and like it is I'd never considered that that you know you do end up becoming so similar that yeah. unless you create different environments it's not really going to expand you as a person yeah yeah or it's just like it's just one perspective right. I think like what I'm so grateful for like moving out to LA when I was 22 is I met like Rhode Island is not diverse at all yeah mm. it was the same group of people yeah you're in parents bubble. went to school together their parents went to school together and it was like just white Italian Catholics. Like I was, I'm not Italian and I was like the odd one out. Like that's mm -hmm. how wow. the lack of diversity yep. where I grew up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just really fascinating. I'm like, wow, like I just need, like I am who I am today because of the influence of all the people that I've interacted with over the past 12 years. And I look at that and I'm like, sometimes when I go back home or like look at how my, like certain people in my life back in my childhood town, like their perspective mm -hmm. or like their thought process of how they handle things, they're doing it the way that either our parents did or what yep. that community did. And yeah. sometimes like when I would look back, I used to be so upset, like why am, these are people that I love, mm. but I'm so different. And I used to think I'm like, this is interesting because I can't be upset with them because this is all oh, that they they've know. known. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm, I should be so grateful that I've been influenced by so many incredible human beings to give me enough experiences to be able to make my own decision or to be influenced by an accumulation of all the relationships that I've had. And that's where the human connection and communities come in like that are so important. Yes. In my first year in practice, a lot of my patients were like, you have to meet so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. Like, and at first I was like, always like, I'm too busy. Yes. And then for, one year actually i just made a decision that i was gonna meet a random person for coffee once a week for the whole entire year i think i missed three or four weeks oh wow and i ended up being the most they ended up being the most impactful part of my week and some days i would have to actually end up clearing my day after because i felt so inspired 
not to get anything out of the relationship because it wasn't anything that um, I was trying to achieve in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like but longevity was, of yeah, a re- but it was just amazing people that are doing incredible things in the world and having a conversation with someone that's so motivating and inspiring. Yeah, motivates that, you. That, yeah, then you all of a sudden you have all these ideas and it like sparks these things in you. And that was probably one of the most impactful things that I did in my life. What a cool idea. I want to do that. I know. Yeah. I don't, I'm kind of shy. I'm like, hi. I don't know. But, that, but that's that's the mental training. Yeah. If you say you're shy, you're just telling yourself, I'm not going to do something because I'm shy. You know Instead what, of though? being like, when we started this podcast, you were feeling shy. Now it's the Little Miss Chatterbox over there I'm on the microphone. Little Miss Chatterbox <laughs> now. Even though I'm not my best. But um, no, but it's, yeah, you gain, yeah, I guess you're yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's like stepping outside of my bubble and yeah. also meeting people like you. Like I'm always on the couch and, you know, talking. It probably yeah. like gives me the strength and confidence and sparks and something. Part, yeah, part of that audit is catching. What did I say that I can't do or that was a quality that I don't admire? Yeah. And, do- and, and documenting it. Because it's like, because yeah. then once you document it, you know, this is what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. This is the mental training that I need to overcome. And it's going to be hard and you're going to be uncomfortable, but that's, yeah. that's the benefit. Do you, so when you're auditing and someone's annoyed you and pissed yeah. you off, or even like a love relationship, this whatever is a good it is. Question. Yeah, this is the question. It's how actually do you, my daily. How do you practice with moving them out of your personal life because you're, yeah. you're doing it auditing all the time and obviously with emotions and feelings and yeah. you, they've been in your life for a while what do you do and do yeah. you always move them out yeah i mean it's not about like defining and telling them moving out it's just gradually stepping more and more away okay mm-hmm. and i think for me the last question of my daily audit is did someone upset or hurt me oh I'm- yeah but then it's sending them love yeah. like yeah, so it important. has been the the hardest this is probably my most challenging thing that i've as since i've been doing this out of all the things i'm working on so if someone upsets you it's like it's so easy to get so emotional yes. and we hold on to so much of it but it's also like all of those thoughts take up space yeah our mind and our body a lot yeah but yeah. we can't like we need we need that space back to grow and to work on things and sometimes no matter how hard it is like if someone really wronged you you know like there's no point in holding on to that and it's good to always you need to feel all the emotions Mm. it's never to stop feeling angry or sad Mm. but you feel it and you try to move on and and some of them like there's been certain things in my life that like even to this day i have a hard time moving on but it's still the practice of acknowledging that it was there yeah. and trying to understand like, we don't know what's happening in anyone's life. Mm-hmm. And we always have to come from a place of understanding Yeah, because you have no idea. Mm-hmm. So like all it is is like, you have to wish them the best, send them love and it's hard. But I'm telling you like, it has to happen or you're just wasting. Like wasting I look at space time. in my body, right? It's like, yeah. what, what justice is it doing holding that in there? Yeah, that's the, that's the love that you have for yourself. It's like, this is holding too much space for me. Yeah. I need to let that go. So you're saying, oh, well, yeah, I guess that's. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's actually affecting you physically, though. Like the, forgiveness is one of the most powerful things you can do for your health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's the thing is like it's not even that you have to forgive them for their actions. It's just accepting like right. it is what it is. Sending you love and I wish you the best. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Angelina Jolie. I love what you said. So what you're saying is. Um, 
when people have issues and challenges in their life that they need to lean into it and like go through the storm. If you don't, you will never be mentally strong. And I think that's the thing that is wrong about our current society now is that's kind of what we're being taught. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're labeled something, we allow it to lean into that label. And if, hey, instead of us, some people like outside of victimizing, like it's like, I'm a victim to this. Sometimes it's, they're victim to whatever they're labeled, you know, mm-hmm. like it must be my anxiety. It must be because of my depression. Or I think one of the biggest issues in our healthcare system is over diagnosing people. Yes. Like we people wanted an answer for everything, but it's like, it doesn't do someone justice. All this isn't, this isn't all the time, but the over diagnosing and labeling all these things, mm. then that person thinks every day I have something wrong with me. Yeah. You putting that circuit in your brain every day, when you take that medication, something's wrong with me. Yeah. Something's wrong with me. Yeah. You are laying the framework for those neurological connections in the brain to make something wrong with you. And I think people don't understand the power of a thought or words or an intention. And I think it's really sad because it's like people never get to live their life to the fullest because they think something's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. First, like most things are fixable. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I need need to to ask about this. (laughs) But but you need to be proactive, right? It's like we've just been told. It's like there's not a magical fix for anything in your health and well, like health and wellness. People like they want shortcuts. They want quick things. There's no such thing. Like you talk Mm -hmm. about Ozempic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got to go there. No, but it's it's sad. It's like people don't realize there's consequences for anything that isn't natural. You right. do an Thank external you. stimulus to the body, there is consequences. She's looking at me because of the question I'm about to ask you. <laughs> so I have so many letters after my name, it's not even funny. I've got ADHD, I've got OCD, um, <laughs> and I'm not medicated for the OCD. My mother put a pin in that when they wanted to give me strong antidepressants as a kid to, to yeah. treat it. Um, but I do take Vyvanse for my ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ozempic's a popular drug too. What... What are Listen, your thoughts? <laughs> there's there's a time and a place for most medications. Okay. So you're not but totally it, against them. No, 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 not right. at all. Right. There's a lot of advancements. Medicine will save your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Medicine won't make you healthy. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking at It's not it's a treatment, not a cure. Exactly. It's it's treating the symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's not treating the root cause. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're in pain, let's just numb it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have high blood pressure, let's just thin your blood so it can go through the plaque. Like yeah. that's not the solution. Yeah. People are overweight because of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Giving them this magical pill so they rapidly lose weight, there is side effects. Yeah. And then the moment you come off that drug, you will balloon up. Mm. And what's going to happen when you're bigger than ever mm. and then you become on this for the rest of your life? Think of how many gorgeous young people in Hollywood mm. that are on it. I'm like, wait, what do you, what yeah. do you, you know what's going to happen once you come off it? Do you want to be on that forever? Oh, wait, you can't be on that forever. Yeah. Because there's side effects. Yeah. And we're seeing side effects fast. Yeah. Well, we both have someone personally in our life that, yep. are, that is on Ozempic. And I've had this conversation yeah. with my loved one. Don't want to hear it. Yeah. And it, it, me it, it worries me and it scares me because I've been told by, like, you know, one of my doctors is like, the side effects, one of them is even death. Like, mm. because, yeah. and I don't know, this is going to be conversation but you'll maybe start seeing or being hushed how ozempic can cause death and it's it's going against what your body it's naturally yeah it's ruining your body and your organs cause muscle wastage which is dangerous in older people the thing is like after the age of 30 your body goes to this process called sarcopenia but you start 
if you don't use your muscle, you start losing it. Mm. And after age 50, you can lose up to 1% of muscle mass a year. God. If you're, the mu your muscles are what helps make you strong yeah. and functional, mm -hmm. movement cures. If we're making people weaker and weaker, mm. they're not, it's not gonna end well. And I think it's, what the problem is, it's not even just the drug, it's the fact that it's becoming normal that people want these solutions that mm. aren't solutions. And, and not do the and hard it's work. Laziness. Yeah. yeah. But it's my biggest worry is that we're not doing a good job in healthcare teaching people, hey, here are the real side effects. People are like, you should never be going to your doctor and telling your doctor what medication you should be on. You mm. didn't go to school for eight years. No. It's like the US is one of the only countries in the world that can market drugs. Wait, so you see a hot couple on the beach and it's like, of course, like you're attracted to them, and you, you go to your doctor and you're like, Oh, I saw that. Like, I should be on that. Wait, what? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's not okay. Like, that is that makes no sense in my eyes. And it's for me, that's what bugs me because I think obviously our healthcare system needs work, mm. right? A lot. <laughs> but it's like I never want to bash it. It's like yeah. we all of our medical programs, like we're teaching people like the solution to any problem is mm. to diagnose and to prescribe mm. or do surgery. Mm -hmm. like, that's what we've been trained to do. Like a medical doctor is studying medicine yeah that's so it's like you think of it and then we put them in environments like hospitals where they're overworked they're not healthy healthy they're not sleeping they're not mm, seeing their family yeah. mm. they're in stress all the time how am i going to teach you how to take care of yourself if i'm with you for a minute mm -hmm. or i think like the average doctor visit last time i checked was like eight minutes oh my gosh i'm never ever going to be able to fully understand you and then teach you and what they're not telling you is is we go to our doctors to be dependent for them to make us better. Mm -hmm. No one can make you better except you. Mm. And that's the problem. So it's like we need to teach people how to be proactive instead of reactive. And it's like they need to understand that it's up to them, not anyone else. Mm. And either you put in the work or you don't. And, and your it's body's, a daily practice. Your body's resilient till it's not. Mm. I'm shocked when I have doctor visits. They don't ask a really important question like what's your diet or your food like what's your nutrition but like they weren't they trained in that that's what i'm saying but it's don't you think that's so important yeah to no, like it's, it's it's vital i mean it's so imperative you have to remember like that is not what doctors went to school for and i think that's the problem is i think a lot of people the awareness is shifting mm. and people are asking like why aren't you telling me about this mm -hmm. why aren't you talking about my nutrition or how i should move or how i take care of my mental health and remember, like they're overworked. Doctors are like, yeah. Mm. When are they gonna have time to go back and learn this? Yes. And I think this is why this rise of alternative medicine is happening so fast because alternative medicine is teaching you how to take care of this amazing thing, mm -hmm. and the body has the innate ability to heal when you give it what it needs and you take away what it doesn't. But alternative medicine is studying that. It's mm -hmm. looking at all these prevent preventative measures and also really showing that there's no shortcuts. Right, and that we have to like really dive deep into this to fix the root cause, but that it's also in your hands, right? Like as, mm -hmm. as your healthcare provider, I'm here to motivate you, inspire you, give you the tools and teach you, but teaching requires time. Yes. And our healthcare system right now Just, doesn't have time. Yep. Has a lot of shortcuts. Like I'm stunned, <laughs> like coming, living in America, like late at night, all the pharmaceutical commercials, I was yeah. like, I'm just stunned by how many, how many shortcuts there's like 
so many medicinal options for everything that yeah, you think of anything yeah. that you think of, like you that you're feeling i think it's terrible and so scary and bad i read a crazy thing the other day which was that i mean we all know the nra's um you know massively funds every political party but apparently so do the big pharma companies yeah, yeah. you know doesn't and, that and make you, you ask some and questions who do you think funds a lot of the medical programs the government no, big pharma. Big pharma. Right? Like, big pharma. Yeah, they pay for all the studies. Yeah, like think oh, of like that's nice. and, yeah. and and students are learning more. Like think of there's more and more drugs. They need to learn more and more mm -hmm. about them. Yeah. So instead of spending the time learning more about the body, we're learning more about medicine. It's medicine. Yeah. So it's it's you know there's only so much time within your eight years of study, and like your medical school is only four years, right? Yeah. Like four years is not a lot of time, and like in life for us to become experts or like continually to be better. Like it's, you're learning forever. Mm -hmm. But I just think there's a lot that needs to change just in, in healthcare, but it needs to start from how we approach health. And that needs to start in schools. Or like think of mm -hmm. like, imagine as a kid in elementary school, you started learning how to do breathwork techniques when you had anxiety mm. or like, oh, your food, if you're feeling tired, like this is what you should eat. Mm. Or like, hey, you want to perform better in baseball? Like my little nephew, I got him, a, I got him a whoop, he's 12 years old. I'm like, let's see what happens when you eat McDonald's. Let's see what happens if you spent the whole day before playing video games. Mm. And if I can start teaching him at 12 the tools of how to make his body work better, you know, his goal is to be a pro baseball player as a 12-year-old. Yes. All right, so motivate the kid in something that they already love and show them what consequences of their lifestyle habits make it more likely to happen or not. Mm. And every day he sent him, he screenshots. He's like, Uncle Johnny, I got 100% sleep score. Wow. And I'm like, that's so cute. Or he's like, look at how much like strain is like how much you work out. Yeah. He's like, look at how much strain I got through my my practice like yesterday because it was three hours. And I'm like, that is cool. So that actually I got cool. my whole entire family it for Christmas and you can create groups. So I'm like, even my mom, she's like, this is the cool, like, she's, had, she's had a hard time sleeping. Mm. And like, I've been trying to figure out like what ways we can improve her sleep because sleep's your best recovery. Yes. And now she's starting to get these 100% scores and she's like, this is the best thing I've ever gotten because oh, wow. I'm learning or like my dad likes to have beer and now he's seeing like, oh, I, sh I sleep like shit because I drank, drank beer, beer last night. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, wait, how could that be? I'm like, dad, I've been telling you this forever. <laughs> yes. And it's, this is where I think the biggest advancements I think so is too. the wearables because in real time you're learning and in soon in real time it's going to teach you what you need to do. Mm. And that's something that in Remedy, like I'm growing Remedy not to create a hundred clubs. I'm growing Remedy to create a brand that I can use as a platform to deliver the free education. And this is why I like podcasts or TV appearances. It's not, there's nothing about anything or the filming or what, it's strictly because people need to learn and the awareness has shifted so much mm -hmm. and there's a lot of bad information out there. Yeah. Or like everyone loves wellness, so now everyone's a wellness expert, but they're mm, not. No. And everyone's intentions are good. Mm. But what kills me with my patients, because my patients had billions of dollars, mm -hmm. billions. Like I worked with some of the most incredible people and I'm like, if you're getting the wrong advice, what do you think Joe Schmo is getting in my yes. small town where I right. grew up? And I just think it's like, whenever there's an opportunity to teach, like that's where I feel like I can't change healthcare seeing one patient at a time. I can change healthcare, growing a platform and educating all over the world and doing everything in my power. Yeah. And that's my mission. I just want to make people feel better. You know what? Your mission is really in alignment with ours because yeah. we started this platform to make, uh, and we called it 8020 because first of all, when we were looking at other other 
wellness content creators in the space. To us, I mean, they're all fabulous, but their lives are just they're seemingly perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm. and I don't think that that is attainable for most people. Yeah. Um, I don't even think that needs to be attainable for most people. I think yeah. if you can improve your life, one um, percent a day. That's you know, goal. get to a, get to a place where you're 80, 20. I mean, you're going to be a much better version of yourself and a lot more productive. But the other thing we notice is that wellness is, unfortunately, because a lot of the modalities are so expensive, quite elitist. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, for us, and it sounds like for you too, we wanted to create a place where we could present people with free information yeah. that they could take away and impl- implement into their own lives. So I think that's yeah. awesome. Well, I think really, but when you're looking at that, like the foundational pillars of health, are not expensive. Yeah. And like you could go to all the fancy technology, go to the remedies, like, but if you're not doing the foundational things, like if you're in pain, you need to learn how to move. Mm. Like movement cures pain and we should be working out and moving the body to be functional and pain free, mm. especially as we're as an adult and growing older. You know, when you look at food, like food is medicine legitimately. Anything mm. you put in or on your body is either fueling or fighting disease. Mm. Wow. It doesn't matter what you're, it doesn't matter how much money you have, there's always options within whatever budget you have and learning what those options are and what mm. is better for you. Of course, bad food or shitty food is cheaper, but even learning within whatever degree or budget you have, what those changes are, food's the most important. Yep. Yes. And then you look at mental health and it's like learning how, learning these skills, right? All these things that we're talking about and like breath work, like breath work is one of the most powerful tools that humans can do. People are like, oh, breath work. I'm like, when you do a real breath work session, it is drastically Calms like your nervous system yeah, by and like, it's like a thousand. Emo- like there, there's so much that I can dive into that for a long time, but I'm like, that costs nothing. You just need to learn how to do it. Yes. Learning how to be mentally strong or like how to empower yourself that in that hard time, this is a good thing. And the tools that you're going to learn from getting through this, like, those things are free or even self-care. Like take a cold shower every day if you can't go in an ice bath. If you can't yeah. make an ice bath at home, cold shower as long yeah. as you're running water. Mm-hmm. These are the things that need to be taught because anyone, anywhere, they just need to be influenced or taught for the right reasons. And right? hearing it from you and being educated to know that. And, yeah. you know, hopefully people listening to the podcast will also know that and understand like it can be attainable and yeah. be free. I That's a routine that I want to create for my son as well is breath work at yeah. a really young age. Like he's obviously too young right now. Yeah. But, you know, children have a hard way of expressing themselves and like the nervous system. And I want to create that space for him to like learn how to breathe and calm himself down and, you know, be within himself to talk about his feelings yeah. and discuss it. It just helps in so many ways. And you want to know the most impactful thing that you can do? What's that? Is lead by example and show yeah. him and show him. I think like for me, like I don't have kids yet, and I can't wait till I do have kids. But like even the people that I love in the past, I was trying to just like tell them what to do, mm. and that's not yeah. people aren't receptive to being told, no matter oh, how many times worst. she <laughs> told me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, being told what to do is the worst. It's like a authoritative position, and no one's gonna learn. They're gonna completely rebel against yeah. it, or just be like, yeah, I'm not listening. Rebel Shanina. But, yeah. but think about it. Like, if you lead by example and you're shining bright, and you feel happy and you feel confident, and you have a certain aura about you, people are attracted to that. What are you doing? Absolutely. Yeah. And by seeing what success looks like by being accomplishing a healthier and healthier life and being like, 
people eventually catch on. And I think my job as a healthcare provider, or like you as a parent, mm. is be so good. Let your let your kid watch all you do breath work, mm -hmm. how you eat, how you move, how you handle stress, how you view your relationships, how you accept these communities. And they're gonna do what you do. Mm. And I think that is the best thing a parent can do. Yeah, like you being healthy is gonna make you a better parent regardless. Yes. But your child's gonna develop so many habits that they're gonna it's gonna carry through their whole life based on what you do. Mm -hmm. And if you can teach a kid that young, yeah. it's a superpower. If I knew what I knew now as a kid. I know, yeah, same. Like in my twenties, I wish yep. I was in this life right in my twenties and obviously for my job to look and feel my best and being in lingerie and, you know, swimwear all the time. Yeah. I probably wasn't at my best. Yeah. I was like not doing the right things to take care of my body and mentally. And so I kind of wish I could turn back time a little bit and yeah. enjoy those moments more because I know so much about my body and health and wellness. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, it's my time to lead by example for my child as well. So yeah. he can, you know, be his best and you know dad wants him to be in an nba we'll see but, yeah. <laughs> but um i think that's beautiful yeah lead by example and we do little things like i go to the farmer's market all the time like food is so i think i take i obviously take care of him better than what i do myself sometimes i'm like yeah. he gets yeah all the love and nutrients well even think about this friendship if you're doing yeah. something you're more likely to do it and i think yep. that's yeah. where like the community like this is maybe one of your communities like leaning on each other to help yes you know like having like, I, we call it social self-care remedy, the person that you're doing that with, like if you're following a certain program you see at work or you're adding breath work and you're like, oh, that's working, like I wanna do it. Like yeah. you're also positively influencing, that's the value adding back to that community mm. or this relationship. Mm -hmm. yep. And that the, more, the more value you add to that friendship or that community, they're gonna be like, wow, like think of energetically how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. And then it's just an accumulation of love and support. Yes. And, in, and motivating and inspiring. Like that's the goal of your relationship. Absolutely. Like, so it's exciting. Yeah. You know? We're going to the gym later, by the way. Uh, I'll be I'm so weak. I'll probably be like, <laughs> we're giving you protein and then go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a vitamin IV okay, or a vitamin sauna. IV. Something. Something. We should do one pound. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I seriously think that's all I can withhold right now. I'm yeah. like, I really can't Just do walk that. on the treadmill. I was walking up the stairs. I couldn't even. Catch my breath. Yeah, well, that's what With happens when you don't eat for four days. Because you've got to you some water and maybe a good, a good lunch. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank it's a good you. Starting point. <laughs> exactly. Um, now we haven't we haven't spoken a whole lot about what Remedy Place actually is. I mean, and we know it's a social wellness club. Yeah. But what modalities do you often offer there for different people? Yeah, it's all the self care you can ever imagine, from like hyperbarics to red light therapy, to we're the first place in the world to do a commercial commercialized breathwork ice bath class. Mm. So just like you book into like a Barry's or a Soul Cycle, this you book into a breathwork ice bath class. Wait, how long are you in the ice bath for? We call it the six minute club. Six so like minutes? our goal is 39 oh degree God. water, but you have a coach, yep. you're doing it with people you love or yeah. your friends. You stay and, and you're trained on how to handle that stress. And I think that's why I love ice baths because we call it adaption training. Ice bath is so extreme. You're putting your body in an extreme shocking your system. environment. Mm. Yeah and you're teaching your body how to handle that. I think in a time and place where people feel that like they don't control their mind or their body, mm. to do something for six minutes that's so hard and accomplish it, mm. but also show that you're in control, so powerful. Um, but then we have all your alternative medicine doctors, your acupuncturist, your chiropractor, to your, all your IVs, to your functional medicine, 
Um, you name it, we do it, and we just Amazing. make it social. So it's also just the replacement on how you would catch up with a friend or you, like I said, a date. Like date night is real. I read that Next you had date a night. yeah, right. I read that you had a mocktail bar. Is that correct? Yeah. So all the bars, like it's it's made to look like a place where you would normally go, so like go to socialize. Amazing. So like it feels Ooh. more like a club versus anything health or wellness, and that was part of it. Like from a psychological perspective, you walking into an environment that looks like what would be an environment that you would normally socialize in mm. is an easier way for you to acclimate to it. Yes. So like we like to say we're designed to heal and every detail has purpose. And like there's reasoning behind each thing, not only to put your body in a better state, but then also really from, for it to like psychologically work. Mm. And like, I don't want to do anything that ever exists. Like I always tell my team, it's like, we only innovate. I don't want you looking at any other company. I don't want you like, we're creating a new path in this industry and people are looking at us to continually like innovate. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just a lot of learnings that I've found over the past 12 years and also like firsthand experience of like what works, right? And dealing with so many patients over the years and it's just gonna keep evolving. Like we have two new clubs opening this year. Um, we're doing a huge release of something very special towards the end of the year. Ooh. Um, <laughs> But you're gonna see a huge inflection <laughs> oh. point <laughs> in like, remedy. What is it? <laughs> I love it. There's um, a we can't I can't say anything about it yet, I but know. it's like our biggest partnership yet, and it's gonna be it's going to be like a life changing moment for wow. for remedy. Wow, that's amazing. Speaking of partnerships, I did hear some rumors that you've had some pretty big celebrities try to get involved, and and some big companies try to take you over already. Yeah, and you you. You haven't really gone there, have you? Like you sort no, of. No, I think for me, like I worked with a lot of people in the industry. I'm trying to give you a place that feels safe. Yeah. I'm trying to be the one that takes care of your health. Yeah. I think a lot of my patients over the years, when I was in practice, they're like, John, you're the first person that didn't ask me for something. I'm like, well, you're high. Like mm. this isn't. You're. I'm here to help you. Yeah. You know, and I think. Amazing. Remedy, like we don't do anything with influencers. We don't do anything with celebrities. Like, but we have an amazing community of them because. Mm. They go there, they're treated normal, they're treated with respect, and we're there to be their safe place. So like, unless the celebrity has talked about it or posted, which we've, you know, some of them have, mm. um, we never will name drop, we never talk about it. And that's something I pride myself on because I really, I want Remedy to be famous because of Remedy. Yeah. I also want to work with all the best leaders in the world. Yes. And be able to be their safe place and also be the one that takes care of them. That's so I do. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's hard. Like in LA, that it is hard. rare. Well, and that's why I brought it up because I feel like that is rare. You know, a lot of companies, they have these big celebrities or big business people come to them and want to work with them. And it's like, wow, what a compliment, you know, yeah. and the temptation is there. But I, I love the re your reasoning for not doing that. Yeah. And I think companies like I had a couple companies I really looked up to and I still do. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the three that I really wanted to work with or like aspired or like so inspired by like, I've either consulted for them now, I've been asked to like do big things with them now. And I just think that Remedy has grown to something that I think is gonna be so much bigger than I ever thought. Mm. Bigger than what? Yeah. And what I think you idolized like, yeah. And I think peers. I don't want, I want to be able for Remedy to have its purpose and help more people than any company in the world. Mm. And I think I know that we can do it and I, you know, like whether it's getting acquired, I don't want, I'm not doing this for the money. Like yeah. mm. I've turned down acquisition deals and it's like, no, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I have my unicorn. I'm 33 years old. Gosh, you're a baby. I have, <laughs> no, and it's like, I'm I have a once in a, 
next month. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Snap. Oh, what's, when's your birthday? February. Same. What's February it? February 7th. Oh, 11th. Oh, my God, <laughs> twins. Sort of. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> think about that. It's like, like, I already have, I have the life that I want. Yeah. And this remedy makes me so happy. And it also is helping people. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful thing. And it's like, no, like, I have so much work to do. Like, we're just getting started. I love mm. that. And, like, it's not a money thing for me now. It's like, I legitimately want to leave a legacy. And I want to change the current health state of the world, you know? I know that's a big thing to say, but I like, I mean that. And yeah. I like, I feel like my body tingles when I say that. Cause I'm like, fuck, like we're, we're going to do this. You are. You are. If yeah. anyone's going to do it, it's you. Yes. Really. I admire Thanks. that because it's just so rare to have that. And it's so important for everyone's health and longevity and just to feel their best. And yeah. you, for you to like stick to your roots and know what you like reading just your early life. Like you really had a plan you've dream and manifested everything and yeah. you've stuck to it and it's really you can tell you you're humble so it's a really <laughs> beautiful thing and it's again unique to have that in this world crazy world that we live in so crazy for sure. yeah it's, it's only getting better for you i can see i, I want to come by for my birthday or Done. our birthday <laughs> no like birthdays yeah. are a thing like yeah that, I, would, think, I know i'm sure just think of whatever you do when you normally socialize and it's like how can i make that healthier yeah that's like like i was saying the program is like that's your environments or your communities or your connections, like we can make every aspect of our life healthier. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. funny. She was saying she didn't want to do anything for her birthday and mm. that's switched now that she's met you. Yeah, I'm just like healthy. There we go. Yeah. I haven't really even drank since this was a different thing because I was not well, but I just like not drinking. I wasn't, I didn't really, since Christmas. Huh. I have to not like for New Year's to not do anything, to not drink. And, yeah. and I'm like, I'm actually liking this a lot more now. So yeah. I can't say I'm the paving, same thing. I'm paving the way <laughs> for it. So yeah, maybe I need to like switch it up and do, yeah. you know, something healthy and cool for my birthday. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's make it Go happen. against the grain. A mocktail, breathwork, ice bath party. <laughs> yeah, I want to be my best. We do a thing called Remedy After Hours. So you can rent the club after we close and you throw your own party and it's like open self-care. Like you can bring music, whatever we, whatever you want. Fun. I might know a DJ. Who? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow, the, the wheels are turning. <laughs> I'm really excited to see where Remedy Place goes, especially at the end of the year. I'm holding on tight to see what, yeah. That, yeah. what's Leaving in store for it. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Dr. Jonathan Leary, this has been amazing. Thank you for coming on 8020. Thank you and so much for having you. me. If you haven't checked out Remedy Place, check them out. Follow him on Instagram. What is your Instagram? Uh, Dr. Jonathan Leary. And yeah. also at Remedy Place. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Awesome. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate so much it. Fun.